<laughs> Someone has to keep a pretend. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Um, We're about to do a film directed by Madonna. We need some pretension <laughs> in the room at all times. But what are they listening to? They are listening to the best of worst of British podcast. My name is Michael Bell. Yes, it is. My name's Lorcan Mullen. Yeah, for this it is. <laughs> My name's Tom Hodkinson, according to certain people. Mm. And your birth certificate. This week we are well, covering, listening, recording, reviewing. One of those. Uh, W-E, or we, or what? I think it stands for Wallace and Edward. That's the one. It's uh, Madonna's I, done it. I thought it stands for wank every... <laughs> Everywhere. That's... It, 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 it was supposed to be a like, final initial. What? But they just... Okay, <laughs> right. We are a minute in, and you've already, you've already turned the air blue. Some people called it the greatest love story of the 20th century. The king who gave up his throne for the woman he loved. How do you find living in England, Mrs. Simpson? I'm always cold. Maybe you need someone to keep you warm. Isn't that what husbands are for? Are you trying to seduce me? Is it working? <laughs> I'm sure the rumours aren't true, Your Majesty. Which rumours? That he's rather serious about her. What do you mean, serious? She's a married woman. I have never known one person so utterly possessed by another as he was by her. I read that you kept a collection of letters. Would it be possible for me to look at them? I don't generally show them to anyone. I think it's important to tell the story from her point of view. <gasps> Happy birthday, we. Who's we? Wallace and Edward, silly. So what is your thing with the Duke and the Duchess? Little girls love fairy tales. How do you know they lived happily ever after? His Royal Highness is calling from Paris. You know you'll give in if you speak to him. He's my brother. The last thing you need is your brother dashing around England with that trollop. Tell him I'm busy. Your family will never stand for it. The Prime Minister won't stand for it. Then I'll give up the throne. And I will be the most despised woman in the world. He seems to have made his bed, hasn't he? I have found it impossible to discharge my duties as king without the help and support of the woman I love. The whole world turned against her, but she never backed down. You have no idea how hard it is to live out the greatest romance of the century. came out a few years ago and pretty much had a reputation at the point it was being made I guess really because basically every time that Madonna has entered the world of filmmaking or just anything not to do with music it's very rarely been a success both financially and critically and almost even and when it is a success financially it's almost never a success critically and this hit both of those targets very well. She's had financial success. Evita did well. Did it? Yeah, must oh. have done. 
I know that was up for a couple of Oscars and stuff, but I didn't realize. I didn't really know it was. Yeah, but she's got all the money, money in the world. It doesn't matter, does it? It's a vanity project. Oh, this is vanity project. Of course, it's all the way through. You know, this is... this is a film about an American woman not being accepted in, in British society. <laughs> That's what most actors with reputations said when they read the script. <laughs> but I tell you what. It's a very well cast film. The cast is impressive. You yeah, say got, that though. It's got Jeff and Coupling. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I keep calling him the Dr. Only, Jeff. The only one I know. <laughs> you say that though, but in yeah. the original production before it got made, Ewan McGregor and Vera Farma for me Farmiga, I think. Yeah. They both walked off the production. Yeah. They were supposed to be well, they get lost. Um, you always it always makes it sound a lot more dramatic than it is like they very rarely speak. actually walk off the set it's, it's like a, right I'm going to your smell yeah. <laughs> Madonna you're a nasty lady <laughs> they, they've always had something else to film um, well yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything other than this no this this series is uh, it's my point I'm not going to be negative about anything oh so, we'll, um, crack we'll, we'll make that oh that was a ghost. <laughs> that was that was a ghost. That was, that was fainting at the notion. That was the ghost of uh, Madonna. <laughs> she's, still, she's not dead yet. She's dead inside. We're all dead inside. Okay, let's get the Madonna excessive because I think like she's a woman that uh, because she's a woman, a oh. lot of hatred gets thrown her way. Some of it warranted, some of it not. I will say I've never been the biggest fan of Madonna in any period of time. Occasionally, she'll release a hit that a single that she's now now hit. It's her ways that she's battled to remain relevant in an extremely sexist industry is to be applauded. But that doesn't mean I necessarily think she's that great an artist. But I will applaud her achievements. That's very big of you. <laughs> yes, and I'm sure that <laughs> I'm sure finally makes the, all the effort. She's only been doing it for me. And me alone. <laughs> She'll feel now very verified. That's, that's very close to going, oh, you did well for a girl. Well, yeah. You, Power on Validation. the head. Power on the head and try not to poke her in her one good eye now, apparently. Oh, oh yeah, she's the whole she, Madame Mex thing. Is she's it? playing Gabrielle. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is... This <laughs> was... <laughs> yep, that, that, yep, that's there. So this is Madonna's only second, and I don't think she's ever returned to it, uh, directing of a, a film. I know she did something with... Um, what are they called? The Gogol band? Like some sort of... Gogol Badello. Gogol Badello, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she did I like... Yeah, she toured with them for a while. I think really? she did like a short oh, film. Oh, amazing. They're great. She, They're she one of my favourite ever live bands. Yeah, she directed a short film about them, I think, or it might have been a feature. I know that they, they were prominent yeah. in it. But this is like her attempt at like a proper narrative film. Okay, you know? then let's skip ahead of time. Uh, don't watch that one. This don't watch anything. Just go and listen to Gogol Badello. They're great. <laughs> there you go. Tell us the plot, Michael. Okay. Uh, <laughs> What's so, it about as well? It's very famous, like real life. Yeah, Tom. Uh, What's it about? Historical events. Uh, I'm not the one that's running this one episode. I'm, no, I'm providing to you. I'm being the host and providing it over to you. So. <laughs> Delegation. Just, just give a little quick, just a little quick summary for the boys and girls. Please. Don't. So basically, the, the plot is it focuses initially on Wallace Simpson and her relationship with King Edward and how that all sort of broke down the monarchy and everyone went, man, let's make the king's speech instead. Well, yes, um, this is part of the royalty cinematic universe. The yeah, British royalty yeah. cinematic Where universe. Where no one killed anyone. <laughs> or slept 
That's a thing now, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah. yeah! Edit points, edit points! <laughs> <laughs> That's that we know of! Although this won't come out for a couple of months, so by then the whole world oh, will yeah, be on fire anyway. Yeah. So, you know. so yeah, this focuses on um, Wallace and Edward, but it, it also focuses on a random woman living in New York who used to be an auctioneer yeah. and then gets obsessed with the Wallace and Edward story. I think she's also, her name is also Wallace, isn't it? Oh no, is there's, it? there's yeah. Wally and... What, is it Wallace and Wally? There are oh, Wallys yeah. involved. So Wally's, Wally's the one in the more modern era. I can't lie. I've put down for most of my notes um, past woman and future woman. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because this also counts as a, a prequel slash sequel to Diana. Uh, and a series one Boob uh, favourite, oh, I suppose. Yeah. You know, it is weird. Like you could. I was wondering if you could do like run the whole like royal line. From William the Conqueror to the modern day in like movies and TV series, like obviously there's tons of stuff about War of the Roses, like all of the Shakespeare cycle you've yeah. got. Uh, you've got Madness of King George that covers George the uh, Third. You've got like the favorite covers uh, Queen Anne recently. Obviously, you've got something like Henry the Eighth is covered quite yeah. Quite, quite a lot of Elizabeth the yeah. First as well. Oh yeah, well, uh, Kate um, Blanchett films would be the go-to. Even uh, Helena Bonham Carter did a film where she played Lady Jane Grey, so even that Nine Days And then you've got Mary the Queen of Scots as yeah. well, yeah. that's like a, a prelude. Uh, you've got Braveheart if you want to have an alternative view of uh, <laughs> Alternative uh, being shocks. <laughs> but I, I, it's an interesting challenge. I think the places where you... And obviously Richard the First and King John is very well covered yeah. as well, all the Crusades... The line in winter, but I think sort of around that post the Crusades, pre the War of the Roses, there's probably not a lot. I yeah. think the Pillars of the Earth covers that period of time. Not so, but I don't know that there's that. And obviously the, the you know the Civil War and the Stuarts are covered like Guy Fawkes and everything. I think it'd be a fun little chat. Well, fun might not be the right way to put it, but like create a, a, a cinematic slash TV playlist of the history of the monarchy from. 1066 yes. and all that through to Netflix's The Queen series. As a loyal servant of the crown. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, there's a character called Wally, which uh, in my head is just a little robot from Disney. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Would have improved the film, tenfold. She, he wasn't a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> wow. Right, so uh, what I've done here, I've made a few bullet points and we'll go through them. Um, so I'm not going to do the whole summary, it's just here we go. So, so we're just going to, uh, that's it, just run down the film, like, and, we'll, and then we'll run down the film. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right, okay, so the film opens with, to uh, a scene of domestic abuse and a husband kicking his wife in the stomach, Hooray! causing her to miscarriage. <laughs> oh, it's good to be back on the podcast. <laughs> It, it, I love how like Madonna's first like narrative film and her immediate thing is Mr. all men are bastards. <laughs> to be fair, the way we're going to talk through this episode, she might have a case. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so it opens to a uh, not particularly nice scene. Um, okay, then next scene is now woman. Now, so, woman. so future woman <laughs> is married to a successful doctor, Jeff from Coupling. That was... Oh, Doctor Jeff, uh, <laughs> who is having a Jeff is having an affair. Naughty Jeff. Naughty, Naughty Jeff. Jeff. Who's he having the affair with? Do we see? We do, don't we? Oh, it's another high society. Yeah, it's, it's one of the persons you meet to the. They wouldn't party. have named her. 
in this film. They yeah. wouldn't give her a name. Yeah. Just... Has anyone else noticed that modern day Wally looks like a pan Who, sorry? Who, sorry? Who, sorry? Mo- Mo- Wally. <laughs> Every Mo- time. Wally. Every time. <laughs> she looks like a Poundland Charlie's Theron. I can see where you're coming from. They have a similar kind of slightly up, like, not upturned yeah. nose, but I know what you mean. Uh, her name, she's Australian, isn't she? Uh, Amber Tamblin? Or am I mixed up? Oh, I think you might be right. I can't remember. I, I think she we've might, done our research. I think she might be married to uh, David Cross. It's either her or another woman named Amber. I think it's another woman named Amber. Yeah. I don't think it's that particular Amber Tamblin. Oh, and this one, actually, I am wrong. That was a different person because she was also in uh, Mad Max Fury Road. This ah, one. yes. Yes, she was because Australia. Yeah, yeah, there's only five of them. <laughs> <laughs> Have you all been in Neighbours? Yes. Have you all been in Home and Away? Yes. Have any of you done Shorten Street? Me? <laughs> Although that's not what the challenge is on our series. Uh, what is it? it Holby? Is Brookie, Holby, um, ideally Dream Team. Um, short running, <laughs> oh no, quite a long running BBC. Uh, BBC? Sky One football drama. Who's, um, and who wins it in this one? Was uh, was our was our coupling guy ever in any of those? I don't think so, because he, ra- he ran off to America, didn't he, after coupling? Yeah. To be an actor. Um, and he, got then... some, he got some decent roles. He, ends up in he was in the uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch series at the yeah, time, but Netflix. Yes. Yeah, but Stephen Coupling, he got that he got that Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. that's a good gig. If you and the other it. and the other guy is, uh, is quite a successful theatre actor as well. I think he was um, he did the. Um, uh, Wolf Hall bringing up the bodies. Oh um, yeah, the one that plays Patrick. Yeah, yeah. I love the fact that in all of his scenes at the bar, he's always drinking Guinness <laughs> because it's the only one they couldn't fake. So all the lager there and the wine that you see is all non-alcoholic, and they put egg whites in it to make the the head look good. But with Guinness, you couldn't fake it, so he was literally just drinking Guinness on set with <laughs> everyone else. And he made that a character point. So yeah, all the men got lots of roles. I don't think we've seen the Sarah women Alexander. in nearly anything. Are you kidding me? She did everything. She was yeah. on. T- she was on every TV program for about fifteen years. Well, Where, where's yeah. the other two? Where are the other two? <laughs> I've <laughs> seen the one that played Crazy Jane it's like, on, yeah, in uh, the Tesco. Uh, you... <laughs> no, she, she was on uh, an American series a while back. And the, the, something like a like a hustle sort of. Susie, she just became a mum in every sitcom. Basically, she was in loads of sitcoms, just being the mum of of not the main cast. Oh, you know? okay. oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, She was the soccer mum. Sort of. It is crazy how suddenly, like you know, we might as well talk about some sexism in this industry. Like women from yeah, successful shows <laughs> never really like like you look at Space, Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg. Um, Nick Frost all go on to do loads of movies and, and loads of mm. hits. Jessica Hines, Pudsy the Dog, the movie. That's not entirely fair. She did loads. That young Rambo, that did ridiculously well. She's done loads yeah. of telly. She had, she had kids. But as my well, point is, know, she's but... not like the driving creative force of those films. But for, but for she's women. an actress for hire, basically. Okay, okay, but here's another women, example. If they do want to get married and settle down for it, you know, they do have to take a couple of years out. Or... They don't. Well, that. Surely, <laughs> yeah. Surely they do. This is what Madonna was fighting against. This is what Wallace Simpson. <laughs> Was she made again. all about Beck, she gets what she deserves. Okay, just okay. You can't push another, a kid out on the okay, next day another, exa- movie another example, <laughs> the British Office. Mine Freeman, Marvel movies, Hobbit movies, Gareth, you know, Mackenzie Crook, hit stage and TV and films, Pirates of the Caribbean films. Ricky Gervais still allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants, even though he's really worn out the artistic freedom <laughs> license a long time ago, in my opinion. Lucy Davis... 
She Netflix. Went, she did. She's, she's in the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. But she isn't that like basically the first high-profile no, role she, she's had? She she's, she's done a few films. She did ugly, again, she did ugly Betty. Is, that was a that was a big thing. She was one of reception. Again, my point is in relative terms, the mm. opportunities that are being presented to her compared mm. to the men, very very different. Anyway, Madonna is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking match. Right, so uh, where are we? Affairs. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Why do women not want to be with me? <laughs> naughty Jeff, naughty I mean, Jeff, having an affair. Boom. Okay, so we are at a exhibition or auction. Uh, it's an auction, isn't it? And this is where we find out that now woman can. Um, <laughs> she, can tra- she can travel back in time. Well, she can't travel back in time. She basically can travel back in she time. Can... She can see into the past or something. She... Yeah. You okay. explain it. Okay. Traveling back well, in time is how she, She's envisioning what life was like for Wallace Simpson based on her obsessive reading into the subject matter. Okay. Favor basically, all every time I'm in charge of these, I just make it into a rom com. So in my head, <laughs> she's gone back in time. <laughs> oh, good night, sweetheart. I see. <laughs> basically, yeah. So it, in your mind's in your mind's ear was the theme tune to this. Year, if I could turn back time, <laughs> or she could see into the past. Yeah, see, uh, into the... see into the past. That's what she can do. Um, right, so the woman in now time, whose entire personality is wanting children, starts injecting herself with fertility drugs, and the husband comes home with petrol station flowers, and everything is forgiven for uh, you know him having an affair. Uh, <laughs> and then, then they bang, uh, but they stop it because he doesn't want children. I love now, woman, now, the, woman cries. I love how he's in the middle of sexy time and then realizes, hang on, sex leads to children. Yeah. <laughs> this is your plan all along. He's just, like, doing, he's just doing the maths on her back. He's supposed to be a doctor and he's only just spotted. <laughs> Wait a minute. He's a very lateral thinker. Things have to follow the other, the other, and then he's just like, Wait, I know what happens here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, that's that little scene there. <laughs> For a lot of the movie, that's kind of where she stops. But, uh, yeah. So then we go to a flashback and the back-in-time woman uh, she she is married to somebody, but she's getting quite cosy with the prince. Not just married to somebody, married to the guy who plays Hopper in Stranger Things and Hellboy uh, in the recent. No, we don't Hellboy. talk about the new Hellboy. <laughs> I think he stopped talking about it as well. He's in Black Widow now. Oh yeah, he is. yeah. So she's getting fairly cosy with this prince. Um, she's making him cocktails. Uh, so, immediately, <laughs> so immediately an affair starts, obviously. It does. That's how it works in British society. You make someone a cocktail. Yep. And then you show your tail to uh, <laughs> Harvey Wallbanger. <laughs> Not so, while there's people around. But so the husband works out what's going on. So, uh, well, he's a prince, so he's better than me. Okay, all right. <laughs> I guess that is like, that his place. That must be, I guess, yeah, because he was American, he probably thought. Now, the way this works out, I think I'm still going to get my head chopped off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah. So, the affair starts in earnest, and the rich dude plies it with jewels, and they go travelling for a bit. The rich... Is Edward <laughs> the Eighth? <You. laughs> Edward the Eighth is who we're talking I about. I don't here. care about royalty, all right? Yeah, <laughs> you don't care about any of the pop bots around it. <laughs> we're getting through it. Okay, so, <laughs> the rich dude, Prince... Not that one. <laughs> God rest his soul. That Although with his get up and all his outfits, he would look killer back in the uh, in the olden days. 
Prince Prince. Prince Prince. <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're talking. Prince Prince. So you be King Prince. Do you take the old abdicate? Do you do you take the knighthood? No, I play guitar solo. No, no, no. His surname is like another step down as well. King Prince Earl. <laughs> King Prince Viscount. <laughs> <laughs> but so basically, we are. Uh, there's two affairs. They're both having an affair. Ooh. Although uh, now, time woman isn't having an affair. She's being affaired on. That's what rich people do. Is that, is that the, the actual term affaired yes, on? It is. Yes, it is. Rich people. I've read a book. Like, so many of them just have so much free time. You're going to have to have affairs. Just what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know. You know? Uh, so now we do we... Sudoku puzzles? <laughs> <laughs> well, then we fly back to Now Time Woman and she starts flirting with a security man from the uh, auction house exhibition. Oscar Isaac playing a Russian! Yeah, quite a. Yeah, like she casts a few um, future big names, doesn't she, really? Like um, Andrea Riseborough, who's um, playing Wallace Simpson. She's a fantastic sort of chameleon actor. Really, like mm-hmm. in the, in the mould of sort of like a Tilda Swinton or a um, uh, William Kadagi, like Alec Guinness back in the day. She really, you almost don't recognise her. From yeah, she role. Really, she just jumps into each role. What was the name of the woman that played um... well, Gary Oldman as well? Another good example. Mm. What was the name of the woman that played uh, who would eventually become the Queen Mother? Natalie. She was in. Oh, oh, Natalie Dormer. Dormer, from, there from Game we of go. Thrones, yes. Yeah, she she's at that and that. It's so interesting, whenever you see any portrayal of the royal family, there's always the agenda of the filmmaker as to how they're portrayed. Like, like in this, they're all really bitchy and catty, but then in the King's Speech, they're all very noble and witty. You know, like, like dry wit turns to bitchy cattiness yeah. with just a slight inflection, you know? Well, this is American Madonna trying to tell us how our royalty behaves, so fuck her. <laughs> I mean, interesting's a... <laughs> just because something's interesting doesn't mean it's good. True. Right. Uh, right, so having Tommy Wiseau is interesting. <laughs> I'm interesting. So the now time woman, uh, she's flirting. She's flirting with the security guy, uh, and they get drunk, and he plays piano. He plays piano beautifully. Uh, you you recount this. Like, not very different to, like, how a seven-year-old would do it. This is now time woman. <laughs> this is exactly my approach. Now time woman. <laughs> it's different styles. You know about films. Tom gets angry. It's too long I, talk like a... That's I know. It, it's the give a joke. Did you get it? one of your students to watch this for you? No, it was just 15. It's written in crayon. <laughs> I the I got, R's are backwards. I got some new crowns for my birthday, and I wanted to use them, all right? <laughs> and I miss Toys R Us. I do. Miss Toys R Us. It was great. You've been told not to hang around, <laughs> and you know why. I've got all my checks. I'm fine. Uh, where are we going here? Checks to pay off. Okay, the so the affair between um, the past woman and the prince isn't accepted by the Wallace Simpson and Edward the Eighth. The past woman and the prince. Most of England at the time. <laughs> that was at the time. Time has passed. Not then. Now is it? Look, I'm bringing the bullet points up so you two talk around it. No, fuck what you're doing. I've got the bare bones, you talk around it, it's fine. <laughs> talk around it. <laughs> Translate. I mean, we've got another page and a half, so strap in. Okay. <laughs> so, the affair... Oh, is... we're nearly like two-thirds of the film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are. Uh, so, yeah, the affair isn't accepted, obviously, by the royal family, by the press, or most of England, and they refuse to recognise uh, their relationship, I suppose. And uh, the prince is next in line to the throne, but no, naughty. He's t- caused too many scandals, not allowed. 
uh, and everyone's kicking off about that. Then Pretty Vacant comes on. Oh, oh my God! There we go. Ah! This was this was obviously. You, you, I think the problem the problem with them, not just Madonna. Madonna's like a lot. of... I think anyone that has to stay, any like artistic person that has to stay at the forefront of things is always ultimately copying what's just becoming hot or what what works. You know, they're not actually that original themselves. They're just kind of. I don't want to use the word leeching, but you know. No, you're right. To and, use that and I'm not, and it's not just Madonna. Like for example, the James Bond films are always reacting to what's suddenly big at the time in our action films. Mm. Like I don't doubt that the next James Bond film is going to be very influenced by John Wick. Just oh, like absolutely. previous ones were influenced by the Dark Knight or the Jason Bourne Born films, films yeah. or uh, Die Hard was obviously a big influence on the Pierce Brosnan era. Uh, mm-hmm. So was like and the Timothy Dalton ones. Yeah, yeah, and the the Hong Kong action films really clearly influenced Die, uh, uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah, Triple X was clearly an influence on Die Another Day. No. So similarly, Madonna takes things you know like usually from things like the New York gay club scene or the disco scenes, you know, like the dance music crazes, what have you. What I'm getting around to saying is I think she watched Sofia Coppola's Mary Antoinette quite a lot. And this was her Mary Antoinette moment. And what I'm suggesting is she's a fucking idiot who doesn't understand Maison Saint. But there you go. <laughs> well, the scene is basically, uh, it is pastime woman and the prince. And they're throwing a Wallace party. Simpson and Edward VIII. Thank you. <laughs> a fucking idiot. And they're throwing a party. <laughs> They're throwing a party to say, we don't care, this is our little party here. We don't care! Basically, yes. Is this the same scene that beforehand it was Edward meeting the the Welsh? Oh, the working classes. To say, oh, hello, like, taffies are all fucking scum. Like, hello, we're going to look after you, you're going to be saved. Oh, taffies, oh, they live in such squalor. Let's get drunk and have a party! Just so you know, Tom is of Welsh heritage, so he's allowed oh, to say it. when is his choosing. He's <laughs> really. choosing! Oh, when the rugby's on. Oh, I'm Welsh and Welsh. I, no, you're not. I had a co-worker <laughs> the other day uh, complaining about um, some travellers that had uh, pitched up relatively close to where I live right now. And she said to me, did you see those pikeys out there? And I'm like... In what world do you think saying to someone whose name is Lorcan Mullen <laughs> that he's going to be happy at the word pikey being thrown around? Travelling folk. Like, just because I'm white don't mean I can't get offended. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they're having a big party and uh, Pretty Bacon comes on to prove that... But that's, you know, that's historically inaccurate! Fucking Madonna! <laughs> <laughs> Tom is vibrating with rage. <laughs> just, it really fucking annoys me. Like, but did, oh, did it right. annoy you in Marie Antoinette when they were using I've like... never seen Marie Antoinette. Okay. Or, or, I have no okay. interest in doing something. Peaky Blinders, where they use like... Again, I stopped watching Peaky Blinders about three, four years ago. But I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with using modern <sighs> pop music in a historical context. Like Django Unchained using like Tupac okay. music and, it, and Rick Ross and The problem like you've that. got there is... Also, if it was like um, correct music for the time, it'd just be a really aggressive violin player. You know? if, right. If it fit the scene well, go for it. It did to a point. Well, well, I the... don't think doing the Sex Pistols in a film about royalty really works. Well, if you're going to do it, surely you do God Save the Queen. Yeah. It, then at least there's. If you're going to be on the nose, yeah. be on the nose. <laughs> but it's just. Oh. It's almost as if she went through like a punk playlist and went. That one. Put that one in my movie. <laughs> it was so fucking irritating. Yeah, but, 
But it's nothing to do with the Sex Pistols. Like, this is what, 2000 whatever, you know, 2010 well, or so. Sex Pistols were so gone at this day. Well, well, they, well, they mean nothing. The Sex know? Pistols would have had to have given their permission. Sex Pistols are shite anyway. I think, I think uh, with, with the Sex Pistols now, it's just how much money for our permission? Yeah. Oh, John Lydon's a fucking yeah. snake. No, you see, I think that I think John Lydon doing butter commercials and the like is actually as punk as you can be. Because being punk is all about pissing off people who say there are set rules about what is and isn't right. And so, therefore, it's punk to do the thing that pisses off the people who are Puritans about punk. Tom, can you check Lorcan's fridge, see how much butter he's got in there? He's been paid off by the man. I go with margarine. I go with margarine. I'm not good enough for butter. Marge, fuck it out. <laughs> I go vegan, Marge, because vegan. Oh, I'm vegan, by the way. Don't mention that. That'll remind people. <laughs> How'd you find out if someone's vegan? They'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the moment we get offended. <laughs> we can make as many jokes about these swimming. No, just enjoyed the silence. <laughs> Alright, so uh, the now time, the now time woman. After this big party, everyone's taking drugs and they're being very uh, naughty royals. Yeah, we somehow go. things have changed, eh? <laughs> so we have the woman in the now time. Okay. What was her name? Wally. There we go. Wally. We Wally. She Yo, is... You want us to get that name right? <laughs> historically accurate. People that actually existed. You couldn't give a fuck about. Fictional the... people, you're more involved. The lady from the before time and the man with the diamond hats. <laughs> I'm trying to be positive really hard this, this series. Okay, this is the only way I can get through it. So, Wally. Wow. Thank you. Uh, she's at the auction and she spent 10 grand <gasps> this on some really gloves. Funny. This is when I actually finally started making notes. Because <laughs> she's buying up, basically she's obsessed with Wallace. She's obsessed with, yeah, she's buying obsessed like with the artifacts yeah. and there's a big auction of her like gloves and shit. Yeah. Uh, not, not literal shit, but I think if Wallace wouldn't have been against bidding. This is what... 10 grand. So what do they do in. during this auction? Well, at this auction, uh, it's a long scene and... Do as, an auction, do as an auction does. You know, who wants this for a fiver? Yeah, go on then. How about you? <laughs> you for a tenner. Yeah, I'll take I think, a tenner. I think, I think uh, the, the auctions you attend and the auctions <laughs> these people attend. It's so the sort of auction that finishes in a dog fight. But it builds up, builds up, builds up. <laughs> builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up. And we get into thousands and thousands and thousands. But what's thousands. really bothering me is like, obviously this is already like, you know. But it's people spending a lot like of money. Tennis game. People spending but, a lot of money in gloves, yeah. but like, just even like a tennis game. People were applauding. Yeah, the yeah. This was like... Ooh, this... More money, more money, more <laughs> money. We don't know how the rich people work. They could Do just they really be... applaud during I auctions? I don't know. That I'm never going to pay 10 possible. grand on gloves. <laughs> <laughs> 10 grand on gloves. And you're never going to applaud someone who does that. No, not in them gloves. Spent 10 grand on them. They're getting nowhere. <laughs> I, can't, I can't risk damaging the fabric. That would be amazing if they wore them for the rest of the auction and gradually you've got all worn no! out. <laughs> But yeah, so they're applauding it, and it's like it's like it's a like a football match or something like that. They're getting really invested in it. It's driving <laughs> me is... nuts. This ten notion. grand, ten grand, <laughs> ten grand, ten grand. <laughs> You're just a nine grand wanker. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the wanker in the black? He's the auctioneer. You <laughs> so we are the one percent. We are the one percent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're not fit. You're not fit. 
You're not bidding banger gavel. <laughs> You're not bidding anymore. You're not bidding anymore. <laughs> Hands down, otherwise it counts as a bid. <laughs> He's bid twice. <laughs> it's up to 12 grand now. Here, Wally, love, do you want to put 20 on? Right. <laughs> do you want to put 20 on? Go on, love. Right, so she spends 10 grand on some gloves, um, and then she comes, she's very happy about this, and she comes home, and the husband is drunk and angry. Dr. <laughs> Jeff, get angry, man. Right. Uh, so he basically beats the shit out of him. Did you have a note? I had a note I, for this. I, I, let's hear your note. My note was, this fighter better not turn into sex. Yes, yes. <laughs> My yes. note was, fight scene, tough rank, but I made it through. <laughs> so you were hoping it did go oh, yeah. I was banking on it. <laughs> you were doing some anking on it. <laughs> so, but so it, was, it was very close to turning into sex. It was. Which was, oh. which was very yeah. alarming. But then, he, then halfway through the sex, Jeff would have realised it made a baby and it would have stopped. And, yeah. yeah. But so he beats the shit out of her, basically. Yeah. Um, poor naughty Jeff. And at the same time that she's uh, the now time lady is going through uh, pain, physical pain. Uh, Prince is abdicating uh, with, <laughs> with a pastime lady. This has a great line of dialogue as well that I made a note of. Someone came up to him and went, "The instrument of abdication is already prepared." <laughs> what the like hell? A yeah, it sounds like like that thing from Empire Strikes Back. You know. <laughs> what on the subject of lines? The one that really threw me was uh, when Wallace Simpson's getting seduced by Edward on a boat in what I think was Monaco. And the, the lines that came out were, you know the way to a woman's heart, I wasn't aiming that high. Ew. She's going for the belly button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got all the lint. I did genuinely then instinctively check my belly button for the <laughs> Ah, lint. <laughs> I thought he said mint for a second, like you keep a like packet of polos in there. <laughs> and you don't. <laughs> I keep the holes, the polos. Oh, <laughs> no. so, uh, I'm all about mint to get more in there. That was quite an ingenious marketing thing. Do you remember that when polos briefly sold mint holes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was yeah. very clever. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> remember when they used to sell them in a big, massive O as well? And you could just Vaguely. pour a couple out and you'd... Yes, out. yes, yes. Big o. I don't really bother with mints anymore. I just brush my teeth a lot. <laughs> Michael, mints or mints? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, you're going for a plate of beef there. Why are you thinking mints or mints? What's he offering to you? Yeah. Oh, repeat, please. Probably go mints. Oh, that's the sweet every time. Every time that's the sweet. You're going the sweet. What are you going with? I find it hard to believe there's many situations where you're offering someone mints. So hey, mints. Hey, 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 hey. Could, you don't know where it could be. It could be in the kitchen. It could be in the car. Yeah, yeah. That, that one. He's driving. Uh, Are we in a social in situation? That one there. Someone is driving the car. You're the passenger. You just offered them a sweet a travel sweet. Yeah, I'm. I'm going yeah. to go. We're in a pub, and you've offered me a mint because Ooh. I'm about to talk to a lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually offering you some corn mint. Bollocks. Oh, that's, hey, that's a filthy lie. I, I like to offer meat substitutes for my friend who doesn't meat meat. That's, <laughs> that's a goddamn filthy lie. You're though. a goddamn filthy lie. Thank you. The lie is that it was corn. <laughs> You'll never know. Yeah, you oh, will. <laughs> the smell, the taste, everything. Fucking game <laughs> Right, so I've had a plate of beef, and uh, <laughs> they're at, at the auction house the next day. Meanwhile, in modern times. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the in the auction, his house. 
The security man is dead suspicious that Wally hasn't turned up because she's been there every day and he's very concerned because he wants to do things to her. Oscar <laughs> yeah. He leaves a post. I mean, that's an instant dismissal. <laughs> All these auctions, they cost so much. They're spending 10 grand on gloves. You've got literally. <laughs> what are they paying for a pair of boots? You've got literally. You lost us 25 grand's worth of socks. Yeah, because he left. <laughs> it, 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 we left instant. That's an instant dismissal. Without doubt. You know. But the film doesn't go on about that and doesn't go into procedures of the admin process, which is annoying. <laughs> yeah, so, and, yeah. he go, and he goes off to find her. Uh, he, find her he finds her in the house and she's beaten senseless and injured. Uh, he takes her to his apartment, which is ridiculous. Yes. Oh, God, <laughs> I don't yes. see how security men in, a, in New York City... Say, say he's earning... 30 grand or whatever. This is a millionaire's incredible apartment. <laughs> Maybe he's a Brooklyn. secret Russian oligarch. Oh, <laughs> There's tons of them about. But, oh yeah, just littering the streets. <laughs> but so, but the way they make it arty is in like this old, looks like an old basement or something, or an, you know, an old factory or something. And uh, exposed brick. Yeah, all. there's exposed brick everywhere. He can't afford liquor paint, but he does have he does have a massive grand piano in the middle of the room. I love because this. He's a she won't and there's all loads of art um, antiques and stuff. It's like so yeah. You get down, you get down to being. And being cute and buy yourself some fucking paint, mate. Ikea, oh, yeah. so mate. Fucking hell. This, this was the only time I got angry. <laughs> oh, this is it. I'm trying to be positive about everything, but this! <laughs> I will not stand for If you can afford a grand piano, you can yes, afford to paint yes, the walls. Yes, a woman's got decked. Yes, yes. There's a, a, a bathroom abortion scene. But at the same time, you sort your fucking apartment <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's between houses at the moment, uh, Michael is. So maybe that's what's making him particularly angry. <laughs> I'm renting at the moment. I'm thinking, how much of that bloody rent? All right. <laughs> <laughs> if she's staying, she can chip it's in. It's in a city as well. Oh. What I didn't I'm expect bro- uh, in this film was when Oscar Isaac was playing the piano when he finished, suddenly F. Murray Abraham turned up and says, I don't see a lot of money in this. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, um, they're Much get- better film. <laughs> <laughs> so they're getting a bit cosy and he tells her uh, that his wife died, very sad, and he plays the piano. <laughs> That's how he says it. My wife died. Very sad. sad. <laughs> he plays He plays the piano, which is my favourite bit of the film, because it's just a lovely, lovely piece of music. Um, yeah. It was only let down. What have I put down here? By uh, F. Murray Abraham, saying that he didn't oh, see any money. It was only let down to me that the miming on the piano was the worst acting I've ever seen in my life. He was just doing chopsticks, and it was, <laughs> but it was Chopin. <laughs> he might as well have just been prodding one finger onto I the keyboard and then this beautiful music was coming through. I deserve more for that chopstick show. No, you <laughs> So that's it, we'll get to the point that really annoyed me. And then they bang. Well, not that. I'm, <laughs> I'm all in favour of banging. All in favour of banging. All in favour of banging. But then they go and hang out at a bar, don't they? They do go. Oh, yeah. Bar. And they Gosh. play yeah. the most inaccurate game of pool I've ever seen in my life. I love when... Mark... What version of pool were they playing? <laughs> I love the scene where he takes her out. Because all that was playing in my head was the song Posh Girl in well, Slums. this is it. <laughs> la, la, la. I want to live with common people. <laughs> Have you seen my flats? There's no paint on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all my art! <laughs> but it basically is, yeah, it basically is uh, common people, by the way. I love well, that. I've only got like six, way. I've literally only got like six lines of notes, and one of them is, what the fuck kind of pool game is that? Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was what I felt the need to write down about. But so I now, think it gets more ludicrous as we go on, though. Well, they're falling in love now. Oh, very sweet. They're falling in love now. Is there a Madonna song about falling in love? Probably. No, was, just, was that Tiffany I'm singing? Uh, was it nice. Tiffany or Debbie? No. Not Debbie Harry. What's the name? 
Debbie Bill Brown. Hicks said something very misogynistic about both of them. Okay. So, uh, Debbie Gibson? So, listeners, if you want to check out what Bill Hicks says, um, Google it, probably. <laughs> Make sure you're 19, year old, 19 years old and it will blow your mind. Oh, fucking hell. 15-year-old Tom. Are people loves still it. into Bill Hicks now? Nineteen. Oh, oh, he's awful. He's not awful. He's, he's just, not good. No, he is good. He's just pretentious and not very funny. What's that great Stuart Lee line? I wish oh, I could be yeah, judged yeah, on yeah. two hours worth of material. <laughs> <laughs> I never, even when I was a pretentious little teenager, never got into Phil Hicks. I think we all have that thing that is even too much for us as a kid. I remember when I read Catcher in the Rye. I was just going, "This kid's a prick." <laughs> 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 I yeah. just read it because of the Lennon thing, so you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, I do need to reread it. Give it another chance. Don't. <laughs> no, I'm just going, I was right. This kid's a prick. <laughs> so Wallace, oh, I remember the name. Uh, wow. Thank you, thank you for a round of applause over here. Wallace, you old... gave me nothing for Chopin. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wallace, pastime lady. Uh, she goes into exile with Edward. I remembered his name as well. Very good. Ooh. Fucking hell. I think it's this not really is... exile, exile. Exile in France. Yeah. I can tell you why though, because this is where piling up with the Führer. Because I got I got to about four. Well, I stopped at twenty minutes. Obviously, I had my twenty minute break. Everyone does that. And then I stopped at about forty minutes. And then I uh, Wikipedia a few things. That's how I remember their names from here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Even you were like, I can't keep saying past time, lady. <laughs> I do have to actually do some research. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Wallace pastime lady uh, she writes a letter to her husband ending things I mean they've been having an affair for a good few years I think he knows wait no this isn't right is it yeah, she uh, wrote, roughly like that yeah, yeah she writes the, she writes the letter to her it, husband it, it, was, it, was under, it was under the understanding that she'd stay married to him oh, to save okay. face but then she just couldn't she had to give the ring back and say I, I have to marry him I have but, to marry Edward and because yeah she has to because it's because he's given up the throne blah 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 yeah. blah He's given up the throne. No, 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 no. It is crazy to think, like, if if Edward had followed his duty and found a willing woman of, of child-rearing age, we would have none of, like, you know, like, the royal family as we know it, of Elizabeth and Charles and everyone, would just be kind of like, you know, as famous as Prince Michael of Kent. You know, that would be as famous as any of them are. Well, but, I mean, also... If any of the original royals from like decades, like centuries ago, hadn't died in battle and all sorts of well, that's the thing. Like, that's why I'm a, I'm a republican in that sense of the word, and only that sense of the word. It's like I'm not going to bow to someone with a diamond encrusted hat because their great 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 uncle won a fight in a field. You know, that's not. I don't see that. Well, right. that's how I spend most of my Sundays, but I mean, that's not for the question. What fighting in fields? I mean, no bowing before people who have. How <laughs> nice is the hat? <laughs> it is a very nice hat. Okay. It's diamond encrusted, you know. It's from a variety of different countries. Okay, well, I might. Sierra Leone on the brim. <laughs> but anyway, because, so Wallace has sent a letter to her husband ending things, but because Wally is the same person as Wallace, but she wow. isn't, because she can go back in time, but she can't. She can't go back in time. <laughs> she does the same well, we to Jeff. But she's doing the same to Jeff from Coplin. So they're both doing the same thing. Oh. So when, earlier on, when she was getting beaten up, uh, which is physical pain, 
Uh, Wallace was going through emotional pain because he was abdicating. But now, she'd when also she been things, she went, exactly. Yeah. Oh. So they're basically the same person. Is, is a little hymphy in Madonna as a filmmaker. If Michael's following all of the subtext, again, this maybe is, it's a bit too obvious. Yeah, around this time is when a Wikipedia stuff. Kind of, yeah, that's when I kind of got into it. Uh, right. So, uh, so they're both getting divorces. Great. Uh, Wally finds Fulham's ex-chairman. <laughs> oh yeah, Muhammad yeah. Al-Fai. What a weird thing. I don't know why. You know Muhammad Al-Fai, don't you? You know, in my mind's eye, I'd always thought that it was Muhammad Al-Fai playing himself. Mm. I thought it was going to be like a, you know, a, a Kerber enthusiasm. He's, he's, got the, he's got the ego for it. Exactly. I, I well, think Madonna knows him personally. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Without doubt. Yeah. He must have given his permission to be, covered, like. But then, uh, would he have? Basically, he's not being portrayed as a babbling maniac in this mm. film, <laughs> putting up statues Maybe that's what Michael Jackson. Really and about 40 years younger, you know, than yeah. he was, than he was yeah. on the night. Muhammad al looking at this yeah. distinguished, handsome man on the screen. He's <laughs> yeah. like looking in mirror. Yeah. Maybe that's how they got it. Like, he said, yeah. I don't want to play myself, but bring in very handsome men. <laughs> Send it to my room first. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, so Wally finds out that um, Fulham's ex-chairman uh, has loads of unseen letters between uh, Wallace and Edward. This is what I was really hoping, because then we get a montage of her just reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reading all these letters. I mean, what I really wanted her to do at the end of it was put the final letter down and go, God, that was fucking dull. <laughs> well, was she was to put the final letter down. Sorry, what's the butler who I mean, did it? <laughs> but it, was, it was just the speed of it which I, I liked. It because she goes from reading it in the paper, oh, Alphaya's got loads of letters, cool. Flying to Paris and then meets him, yeah, you're fine. Go on, go into my private collection, just off All your, on off her your husband's pop. money, by Off your pop. Go on, power. What about the men's rights? That's what I want to know. <laughs> When's International Men's Day? <laughs> the 11th of November. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah. I think. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I love her also. No, the, one, another way that uh, would have been great if she'd ended it was she's reading all those letters, montage, reading, 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 puts the final letter down. Wow, they did like Hitler, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect one would have been reading, 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 puts it down. Oh, I've wasted my life. No, just puts it down. <laughs> I don't even know how to read. <laughs> 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 reading, 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 reading. Puts it down. You know, you really need to read the other letters that were being sent to her for any of this to make sense. <laughs> it's just a very one-sided yeah. story. I have no idea if Colin's her husband, her border collie. <laughs> or she's just reading Hungry Hungry Caterpillar. <laughs> oh, reading, 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 reading. Wow. She certainly got that refund. <laughs> really, 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 really. Ah, so she was actually originally called Pastime Woman. Very well, interesting. Her name. Reading, 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 reading. Thank God we didn't have Twitter then. <laughs> I think this is this supposed to be set in 1998. Um, like I have no was... recollection one way or the other. I don't recall I, any like mobiles or anything. I think like it's a, I think it's supposed or... to be set. Just after Diana had died, hence why Alfie. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, hence why the family are trying to get rid of all this shit, and mm. Alfie had still got all the mm. the letters. But yeah. so she reads, and she finds a big sense of meh meaning. <laughs> meaning, okay, end things. Yeah. Uh, also, also at this stage, she finds out she's pregnant. Woo! That was a whole role earlier on uh, before they gave her some personality. 
And then, thanks to not signing a and, prenup, she's gonna <laughs> rinse that guy for all he's worth. Russian bloke finds out. Thank God, I only went out with you to before this flat. <laughs> Another thing as well that I spotted, which was so on the nose, We're really the close. second, the second she drops her husband, Wally in 1998. Starts wearing white and having babies. Like, it, all she needed was another bloke to fuck. <laughs> and everything was fine. Previously, she just wore nothing but black. And now she's got a personality in her life. Hooray. <laughs> just, that's the message from this film. Just find the right man to bang. <laughs> but then uh, Wally and Wallace, they say to say goodbye to each other in Central Park. Yeah. And all... they realise how similar their lives are. Yeah. <sighs> of, of, uh, of all the imaginary friends that one could have. What's <laughs> <laughs> how similar their lives are? The one ended up marrying a prince and living yeah. in exile in France. Well, the we... other one got beaten up by a Welsh doctor. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You know, this film was called WE, but I wanted to retitle it Rich People Have Boring Affairs. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a basic summary. But yeah, so that's basically that's the very point. positive of you, Michael. Hey, well, <laughs> I didn't say what I really wanted to say, so... Let's say it now, then. I'm... After some wikipedia and about 40 minutes in, I didn't mind it. The initial bit I found very dull. And then after yeah, that, it was, after it was, that quite didn't mind it at all. In the, in the grand scheme of the eighteen films we've watched so far, it's not it's not up there with your bullseyes. It's perfectly, oh. I think it's perfectly competently filmed, and I genuinely think actually more than Madonna. I think her directing is fine. There's nothing that offensive about it other than it's quite boring. The issue is that she co-wrote the screenplay, and the screenplay is atrocious. I mean, it's, yeah. no, it's no virtual sexuality. The dialogue, yeah. the dialogue is clunky, and just weak and unrealistic there's no she hasn't got a great performance out of any of these actors and some of these actors have given some really great I performances I like Past Time Lady she was good yeah well Andrea Riseborough is like a, like a talent for the, for the of a generation she's up there with I didn't know any of the actors other than Jeff and Coupling have they, done, know, have they done, done stuff you didn't recognise Oscar Isaac nope from Star Wars. You forget Michael Hayes films. Inside Lewin Davis. Drive. He's good yes, drive. He's drive as well. Saw Drive. Can't remember. He's been in tons of stuff. He was Ivan Ooze in the X-Men film Apocalypse. I've never seen that. <laughs> oh yeah, of course he was. I, I, you know, look, I'm not the tallest guy in the world either, but I think if you're going to cast a character called Apocalypse, you don't cast a guy who's five foot nine. Yeah, you basically <laughs> want a Hulk and Colossus. That's so weird, actually. They cast a five foot nine guy as, uh, as Apocalypse, a five foot eight guy as Bane. <laughs> Stilts! <laughs> it's just the same Bane that, you know... Likes getting on with dogs. <laughs> Why do you think he's wearing a muzzle? He's so he can beat them like, like a dog. <sighs> he's trying to relate to them. No, 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 no! It's such a wholesome song. So, what did you think about this film about affairs? I don't, I don't think it wasn't a good film. I don't think it deserved the level of vitriol. That I, didn't it think got. It was I think bad. some of the vitriol is because it's Madonna, and Madonna can attract. Yeah excessive criticism even when she deserves criticism I can understand why it only got two million dollars or two million dollars back from its not I think it was 15 million dollar budget it made it look That's to be fair it looks quite yeah. expensive they, they worked with that budget well then. the costumes are, the costumes are really good actually really some, of the, some of the costumes that Wallace Simpson wore were the original ones oh, really? that she had uh, they, uh, her family donated 
dresses for Andrew Rice. Well, that's a money saver. <laughs> <laughs> well, I spent money in Coco Chanel. No, no, no. How did they get to 15 million then? Okay. Maybe the auction. Madonna just maybe, spent yeah. maybe, yoga. maybe the auction was like it was the final scene they needed those gloves for. <laughs> and the people applauding was actually Madonna and the yeah. crew going, thank oh, fuck. We can eat today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> But we can't wear shoes because they're thirty grand. I think, like I said, I think I think Madonna very much wears her influences on her sleeve because she's not a very um, creative person herself. She just knows I mean, how that's to. Fair. She knows how to repackage other people's work. You know, I mean, she's she can't. She can't create something from nothing. In my opinion, she can create. Does she write her own songs? I don't actually know. I, not if she does, she works I mean, with a she, lot of other people. She, she, yeah. she created you know, one of like the biggest she, brands she's, in the world. When to give her doing, credit. When she was doing <laughs> dance music, she was working with William Orbit. When she was doing, you know, or, yeah, but that was a lot she, of it based on her. The, was her one of her biggest songs of the last what 10, 15 years was entirely based on like um, ABBA. Yeah, yeah. yeah I but, had to listen to that whole album at work for ages, and I. Bloody hated that. But you're not taking that. If you're going from Madonna, I'm not a big Madonna fan, but look at 80s Madonna. She was a god. She was like, god bigger, than, she was, <laughs> she was bigger than Michael Jackson. She was up there. In 91, she became a hua. And no! Is... She's someone that I, look, I, I think the problem, In terms of biggest musicians, she's up there with the Beatles, Michael Jackson. Oh, she, you can't without deny without that she's part of she's music it, history. And it's yeah, not fair to say there's no creativity, because she was definitely a part of that. Look, she knows iconography. She knows stuff. I'm just saying, actually, as a creative. She's shit at films. I think she's great. Great marketing. Mm. I don't think she's a great creative mind. I think she's great at creating an image and cultivating it and being whatever she needs yeah. to be. You know, when she needs to be doing like loads of lewd sex stuff because that will get her attention. And then when she needs to be, you know, like everyone joked that she suddenly got a British accent when she started living yeah, with Guy yeah, Ritchie. Yeah. Um, and she was so desperate to become a movie star. Like, like Alan Parker, uh, who directs her in Evita. Uh, did a did like a little cartoon of her like his experiences with her, and it was her doing like a uh, singing rehearsals, and she goes me 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 me, and the singing instructors go no it's do re mi fa so <laughs> and that's like look that's just like any famous person is that again because yeah. she's a woman and now because she's a woman <gasps> over the age of forty is what <laughs> you're allowed out. <laughs> But it, it also, like, I think what doesn't do her favours now in the modern context is that there's someone now that's come along, it's an all about Eve sort of situation, in Lady Gaga, who can do everything <laughs> that Madonna can do, and she does other things even more. She can play yeah. musical instruments, she can act. She got that Oscar nomination that, oh, that yeah, yeah. you know, deservedly so, that Madonna didn't deserve to ever get, no matter how hard she tried for it. But we're all big but, fans of the Lady Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> I saw her live. She can dance, <laughs> she can dance better than Madonna, she can sing better than Madonna. You an, know. an ex-girlfriend took me to go see her show. Really good. And there's, really this good brilliant, there's this brilliant clip where Madonna was asked about Lady Gaga's latest album, and she said that it was reductive, and then encouraged the person who interviewed her to look it up. She meant that it was derivative. Yeah. But she got her words mixed up. So trying to look really clever. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking petty like the rest of us. But like I said, like she, she can copy other people's ideas and craft it. And actually, I think, like like I said, she's obviously watched a lot of Marie Antoinette, and that was a key influence. She also really, really wants to be Tom Ford directing A Single Man. Because yeah. this looks so much like A Single Man at various points. Um, and it looks fine. I actually think if she was given a script that was a good script, she could at least make a decent film with her film, make, you know, and then maybe 
the, you know, the actors can kind of exceed she was the director. their abilities. Everything was shot in colour. Yeah. They didn't drop the camera once, yeah. you know. Well, you know she's, I don't know what makes good directing. She's <laughs> she's better at filmmaking than Michael Winner is. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was I shot. I thought Dog is better at filmmaking than Michael Winner is. Where do we put it, Spot? Okay. <laughs> well, the one thing, I know you hated it and the, the pretty vacant bit because that was more of a music video as such. There's music on the top of that. That was yeah, really well done. I think she probably, like, she might have directed some of her music videos and it's like another example of that would be like Zack Snyder. I think Zack Snyder's a great music video director. Shouldn't be directing movies. And yeah. I imagine that Madonna can probably, and probably already has uh, directed some of her own videos and I imagine they're probably pretty good. I didn't how it was shot pretty good it's not it. it's a terrible film I found nothing offensive or bad terrible about film. it terrible film terrible film terrible, 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 terrible film it's I a boring because it. more than anything because it's boring it's yeah. boring and it's yeah. self you know like until about 40 minutes nothing really happens it's boring and it's about characters that we don't care about and they want to make us care about them exactly and the whole sort you of... made me not care for a woman who got beaten into giving a yeah. miscarriage in the yeah, first yeah. scene I raised the question of when Wally and uh, the security guard first meet. What is the term for a meet cute where the two main characters don't have any chemistry? Um, a meet ugly? <laughs> a meet. Well, I think it um, just it baffled me that we're supposed to care about these two, and really, I couldn't give any less. I thought they were both pretty good. They've been good in other things. Yeah, I quite enjoyed them in this. Like you can they see, were, you can see a good around. actor in there, sh- yeah. but they can't make you know can't make yeah. chicken feed out of chicken shit. You know, whatever whatever the term is. You know, um, it's not the worst thing we've seen, but it's Absolutely. certainly not something anyone. And it was also it was quite hard to make anything funny out of it as well, which made oh, it, God, which yeah. makes it an even more difficult thing. Like the next thing we're watching. We we can get a lot out of what we're watching. Yeah, next. God knows what's going to happen there. Yeah, it was it was fine. Yeah. It wasn't fine. It was, it was fine within no, the world, well, within the realm of Bob. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay, put it that way. Like the, the best rated film I've given a film that we've covered in Bob is is three out of ten. Sexuality, the correct answer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I gave that a three out of ten. Okay, I'm Should giving I... this like a two out of ten. So it's yeah. not like uh, bottom of the barrel one out of ten. I've gone five. Five out of ten. What? Five. What? What the? F- did it, did it did it grab out of ten? Did it grab my attention? And, and this is in terms of our in our series, not at real life. <laughs> in terms of other films well, we've like, watched like, in this oh. series, five out of ten, fine. It held my attention. It was short. I didn't mind it. It was fine. <laughs> you invited him. Yeah, don't shake your head at me, Logan. You're the one that brought it. Because otherwise, it'd be you two wanking each other off about film references that from twenty and years someone ago. Someone else. There was always going to be a third party. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, so here we he go. went off to live in a boat. It's not our fault. He sailed away rather than watching WWE. <laughs> I should have got on that boat. <laughs> we all should have got on that boat. But we're here now. So in the realms of this podcast, it's middle of the road. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Within yeah. this in world, podcast, it's like yeah. in the whole oh, world. Oh, oh. Yeah, in the world, well, it's I cinema. Wouldn't, I would never watch it in the world otherwise. So the yeah, only reason I am watching any film in the world. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah. Has it got Rick Bale in it? No, they're not Foster. No, because he'd been dead for five years <laughs> and didn't do many films. No, he was still alive when this came on. Okay. Uh, around the same sort of time, though, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but it would have been filmed well ahead of it, yeah. Uh, yeah. It does so, make you wonder, like, the film with Ewan McGregor and Vera Farmiga, could they got any. I'm assuming Vera Farmiga and Ewan McGregor would. Well, maybe Ewan McGregor would have been Edward. 
But I would yes. assume Vera... Well, Vera Farmiga, since she's American, she could have played either of the roles. She was going to play Wallace. She was going to play Wallace, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, Andrea Riseborough is every bit as good an actor as, as Vera Farmiga, so it probably wouldn't have made any difference there. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's so weird watching this film and, like, knowing that the King's speech is essentially happening at the exact same time. Yeah, I, I really wish they'd have cast, like, one actor who's, like, in the same... Helen of Bowen Carter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and that I would like that would be brilliant it's like um, have you seen this year uh, there's a character there's at least one person that is portrayed in a relatively big role in both Bohemian Rhapsody and um, Rocketman uh, which is uh, Elton John's manager and partner at the, you know at one stage oh yeah so yeah, he's yeah. played by it's actually played by two actors from Game of Thrones he's played by Richard Madden in uh, Rocketman Rocket Man, and he's played by uh, Aiden Aiden uh, Gillen Ad, Aiden Gillen in I would have loved if they just cast the, the same, same yeah the same person same oh, character okay. again like a match of perspective in, in Bohemian Rhapsody he comes across as quite like he gets screwed over in Rocketman he's the closest thing there is to a villain in that film I've not seen Rocketman yet, and I absolutely hated Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't this hate is, this it. Is, this is something we could discuss at another time. Yes. Maybe if we do films of 2019. I, I did watch that. Yeah, it's shit. Shit. <laughs> Just shit. Um, not as bad as the WWE, though. Different relative <laughs> terms. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this discussion back around then. Uh, let's all say something nice about the film, well, we've shall we? We've kind of doing that the, just along the way. The yeah. music on the um, DVD title was... <laughs> <laughs> it was repeat. pretty vacant I'm going to really yeah. kick off uh, it, was, it was the piano bit that was really really nice and I really liked the costumes as well costumes yeah. Tom I'm going to say that the actors did the best yeah. with what they had so you had people like Oscar Rice Andrea Riseborough yeah. and um, Richard I can't remember the actor's name he is just Jeff he's Jeff from Coupling, Coupling. Yeah. Coupling. Dr. Yeah. Jeff from Coupling everyone did their roles is it Richard Armitage from... no that's no he's from um, he's from The Hobbit The Hobbit yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it will come to me at one point but yeah very at they... some point in the next episode you'll just suddenly yell his name <laughs> <laughs> just in the middle of discussion Richard the <laughs> Richard the Ducker Richard, Richard <laughs> Dawkins <laughs> yes Richard Dawkins um, um, oh god uh, at, your friend was, of mine Richard hoping, Dawkins <laughs> I was hoping to claim at least something within the acting I will say some of the like I said some of the cinematography even though it was derivative that was the word you were looking for Madonna not reductive of um, especially a single man with Tom Ford. There's moments like when they're capturing people in like in the in the like grand meals of rich people in New York that make you angry. They got the atmosphere, you know. It's probably yeah. a, a society that Madonna's experienced it, and they convey that pretty well, just like through flashes of glances of people eating around the place, and just they 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 were able to convey that part of society in a way that it seemed realistic and. Hopefully, the part of people applauding at auctions is fictional, but I imagine I, Madonna's been to a few of those sort of again, things. So. I don't know that life. So again, I, I think you're right saying it was the cast and crew. Uh, just they <laughs> needed those gloves for the yeah, yeah. <laughs> One question I do want to pose to the both of you. Yes. We've done a Guy Ritchie film in our first episode, Revolver. We've now done a Madonna film. Whose was worse? Guy Ritchie. Uh, um, I guess Guy Ritchie because he was falling from a greater height. You had so, no expectations for Madonna as a film. You probably <laughs> had lower expect. I may have had lower expectations than what I ended up seeing with the film. You know? Okay. No expectations for either. Um, Look, I was expecting this. from Madonna. I would expect from Madonna a one out of ten film, and she made a two out of ten film. Guy Ritchie, I would have thought at a minimum he should be making like a film that I would rate like five out of ten, and you know, Revolvers. 
awful. Yeah, it's and, and probably and actually much more pretentious than this film was. Oh, massively. Oh, yeah, massively. Much more pretentious, but at the same time. Like, essentially, me. like Guy Ritchie thought he was going to explain the universe, whereas Madonna, like always, just wanted to talk about herself. <laughs> yeah, herself through. I guess because she kind of thinks she is the. So universe. in that broken marriage, Madonna wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, don't let me choose. <laughs> just like the children. Hey you! Don't watch that. Watch this. We we actually seconds. mentioned it briefly uh, earlier on, and it's a pretty obvious one to go with. But as far as a film about a, a female woman uh, struggling with the royal family, and you know, the, the variety of women. Sorry, a female woman. A female. A female. Woman. Well, female nowadays woman. you got to be careful. You know, the female women have these days <laughs> with those magnificent penises. Yes. A woman having to deal with the stress. Muppets of, in of, space. Of go watch that. Go watch that. Yeah. <laughs> a woman having to deal with societal pressures that are brought on from uh, royalty. It's the favourites. Olivia Colman rightly winning an Oscar. Yeah, probably um, three wonderful lead performances from Emma Stone, Rachel Weisz, and and, and my favourite of the Yorgos uh, Lanthimos films that I've seen. I still haven't seen um, Dogtooth yet. I but I, I didn't I didn't love the lobster. I admired it more I than really I loved it. I enjoyed the lobster in a really and weird I, way. I liked the que- killing of a sacred deer. Question. The film, not the action. Question: <laughs> Is it about a lobster? Yes in the no. way. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yes and no. No, if it's about a like a kick-ass lobster, then I'm watching it. No. Not a kick-ass. Okay, well, kick-ass uh, okay. A, wise, a wise-cracking, joking lobster. It, right, it's, it's, it's got it's, jokes in it's it. It's not the Little Mermaid. Then I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> it's some magic in it, though. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's, it's a high concept, and I enjoyed it. But the favourite is actually like his most accessible film of all. Oh, definitely. Things he's Even done. with the weird fisheye camera. Although my mom wanted to go and see it with her uh, sisters, my aunts, and I did say not be what you think it's going to be because <laughs> no word of a lie my aunt uh, went to see Black Swan expecting a film about a ballet dance oh, <laughs> I was like it's not going to be as bad for uh, Janet as uh, Black Swan was but yeah, I've still seen that go watch that instead. also one more thing about the favourite uh, obviously the four women the, the three main women in it are all fantastic Emma Stone uh, Rachel Weisz and Olivia Colman but it is also the best performance I've seen from Nicholas Holt he's god yes he's fantastic in that he should have got an Oscar nomination as is well is he the one from Skins yes, yes. And he, he was good in it was about a, it was a book uh, how to he was good in a book how did you yeah, it was made did you imagine Nicholas Holt was one of the people in the book oh, god, kill your friends yeah he was good in I that. really was annoyed I, oh, I, 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 I loved the book and I hated yeah. the film version well you can discuss this after now yeah, well, so, yeah, you know, yeah but if, for if, me, that's a big moment for me because I recognise an actor's name and a film that is did it also <laughs> this film that film did include him strangling James Corden to death I mean that's Ooh, mainly why I <laughs> and uh, also one of the things I also love about the because uh, that's my favourite historical period as well like the Regency period I'm mm. fascinated by that and that was around the time that high heels were introduced and high heels were actually worn by men it was, yep. it was like quite foppish and it was seen as a way to like exert status and they do that historically accurate the, the men are the ones that are wearing high heels in this film and Nicholas Holt is already like six foot three 
He's a big and so he's wearing these heels with women not wearing like wearing flat So he's just basically like he looks like Andre the Giant. <laughs> a very gangly fucking Andre the Giant. Massive wig, powdered wig as well. Yeah. Why I think one of the reasons I love the Regency period so much is is those white powdered wigs because one person had to be the first person to wear that. <laughs> like you were taking such a risk. Just imagine walking downtown, Jeff. Jeff, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, Jeff? <laughs> oh shit, is that in now? Fuck. All right, then, no, the thing, I'll get then, one as well then. But right. then also, at some point, like yeah, someone but, wearing flared trousers in 1981, yeah, anything, like, there were people walking around with white powdered wigs and like, that is so 1862. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> but what do you look like, sir? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's like saying like, the first person to have a pair of the pair of curtains haircut. Like who's the you know like the proper the proper nineties with the, all the gel back. So who's thinking all oh, that? Looks but, good. but the difference with this, is, yeah, yeah. The difference with that is like the, that look like curtains was associated with like part of one decade. People were wearing well, like wigs became came into fashion in like the sixteen hundreds because one of the Louis Kings, you know, there were so many of them. I can't oh, one one of those French. He lost his hair really really early. No, like, I'm in his feeling you, brother. 20s. I'm feeling you. And so he took to wearing wigs. Like, Why didn't I think of a wig? Would you wear a wig? Um, not now, it's too obvious that, you know. If, if it was too, <laughs> too far gone. Yeah, had I thought about it, like, sort of, because my hair started going sort of late 20s. Why would you wear 20s. a wig whilst you had hair? Well, because then, cause then it's, it's less of a... Oh, yeah. I see, yeah. If it was so it's less obvious, then possibly, yeah, yeah. But it's too late. It's too late now. I'm too far gone. Have you looked into the transplants? Yeah, they cost 15 grand. Yeah, and Klopp's had a transplant. I looked into it. Yeah, he owns... 40 grand a week. No, no, I'm just saying, like, it went really well. Yeah. Like, well, then I would that, um, not think... Conte had one as well, because he was yeah. bald as uh, anything in the 90s. Yeah, I would get a hair transplant in a second, but two, it's 15 grand. But yeah, yeah. Or you go to a dodgy one in, in some place. Um, I love how you've both gone for, like, when it comes to hair books, you've both gone for managers. Mine was Jeremy Piven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's shocking. His was... But um, Louis, yeah, King Louis, one of them. <laughs> King Louis, I've kids. run out of... One I of can't remember which one. I'm King Louis, which one? one of Take them. a pick! <laughs> right, he's wearing a big wig. King Louis, the two fat ladies. <laughs> King Louis, big wig. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you, big wig? What's going on? <laughs> uh, but yeah, he took to wearing a wig. And like, you know, as the royal royal family goes, so goes yeah. higher society. Yeah. So people who, like lords and gentlemen who wanted to court his favour also started wearing the same wigs. Uh, so in the same way that when Queen Victoria wore a white dress, more people started wearing them to Exactly, wigs. exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, and that carried on until like the mid-19th century, mid uh, yeah, mid nineteenth century. Well, so for about two hundred years, men were wearing wigs that didn't need wigs because one king lost his hair when he was in his early twenties. I'm very glad we don't keep up with that tradition of doing what the royal family does because I've not in years. There's another edit point, <laughs> and on that edit point, <laughs> uh, what are we doing next, gentlemen? We are doing a trilogy of pop. Related, uh, following on from, I guess Madonna could count in it as well. Madonna, yeah, yeah. But we are going specifically towards British pop acts that Mm -hmm. did movies in the late nineties to mid noughties. We're sort of covering that period of uh, pop music history. And you can't really start on a higher point of the mountain of pop than is (laughs) 1997's answer to the Hard Day's Night. It's Spice World. I've got to be positive, haven't I? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Posh, ginger, scary, sporty, and baby. 
So that'll be fun. Um, <laughs> but in the interim, if people want to get in touch with us. Yes, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, thank you. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Bob. Bob, Bob oh, I've not done this Bob. for a while. <laughs> Bob Pod. Thank you. Uh, you the can check all that out. Email or... address is bobobpodcast at gmail.com. It is indeed. And if you would like to contact me, and why wouldn't you? Uh, I am Michael Bell, and on Instagram I am Moon on a Stick. Oh, Twitter, Michael Bell86. You can find me, Thomas Hodkinson, um, at Tom Hodkinson with an H, because oh, God, I don't think I want to do any more of the yeah. <laughs> All of that series, we get yeah. it, we get it. So yeah, Tom Hodkinson, Tom with an H. Uh, you did because that's... Radiohead did it, alright? <laughs> well, it was more because of the Scandinavian, but that didn't help. So you can find me is Welsh. You can... Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, in the dark of night, whatever. <laughs> So, uh, me and Tom, we're a double act, we do jokes. Um, fancy booking us, we are the Kamikaze Club. And my name's Lorcan Mullen, that's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for Apple, N for November. That's my Twitter account, Instagram, letterboxed. Uh, as long as it's not being run by Nazis, I need to run le- read into that, it might be. What? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, that's not good. Uh, all, the, all the main uh, social medias, if you want to get in touch with me by email, it's at gmail.com. If you want to read my book about my lifetime obsession of pro wrestling. That's uh, Confessions of a Smart Wrestling Fan. And I have another wrestling podcast as well called Let Me Tell You Something. And uh, nothing left to do now except to sign off. And Michael, what do you have to tell people? Well, we have been spending this amount of time uh, talking about a film that none of us particularly enjoyed. And we've kind of been laughing about it and joking about it. But, you know, we can't make films. We're just here to be smug. Uh, but anyway, so this week I went to go buy a pair of shoes and I went to buy a pair of Converse, always buy Converse. Just go to the um, salesperson and like, oh, can I get them in a 10, please? She brings out the shoes. Oh, do you want to try them on? No, it's okay. I've been wearing them for like 20 odd years or so. I didn't know the size. Oh, right. I'm only 18. I felt so old. <laughs> so old. <laughs> so, so old. You've been literally, and her line was, you've literally been wearing these shoes longer than I've been alive. <laughs> So, uh, thank you for listening. Like us on all of that on the, the social media, and goodbye. <laughs> or slip. That's a thing now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Edit point, edit point. <laughs> That's that we know of. Although this won't come out for a couple of months, so by then the whole world oh, will yeah, be on fire anyway. So.